The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me. This episode is about putting together your autoimmune repair plan. So, you know what I want you to do? That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and if you're listening late at night, you know that I appreciate you. So grab your favorite glass of wine and come on and join me right here on my story, Living with Lupin. aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. Have you ever approached anything? With the right attitude, either in business or your personal life, you know you're gonna get a certain client you've been wishing for, or you know that the job is yours. You approach it with the right attitude. That is the most important part of your plan, is approaching it with the right attitude. And that may mean first recognizing and dealing with the anger and sadness that comes with a chronic illness diagnosis. People will say, 
you don't look sick. Well, what does sick look like? Or keep a stiff upper lip. Have hope. But it's appropriate to feel sadness. It's appropriate to grieve. You know, I'm thinking about people I've seen with rheumatoid arthritis. Or an example, someone who can't cook or write the way they did before. To say hang in there, it's fine. But there's a certain amount of grieving to do. Then you should pull yourself together and have that right attitude. You know, we shouldn't feel guilty about the anger and sense of loss. But to try to move through that, seek counseling. Go to support groups. Some people find spiritual, and I'm one of those, spiritual, or medical support groups helpful. Plus, we all have to look deep within ourselves and don't let this illness, whatever you're going through, define who you are. Make sure you keep a sense of hope. That attitude and spirit can have a profound impact on health. Initially, when people are diagnosed with anything, there's hope for a cure. It's not abnormal, and it's very logical. As people begin to see that their diagnosis is clear, it's important not to lose hope. Not to lose hope for a good quality of life, whatever that means for you. Being able to cope with life, but not as the critical part of your disease. And not defining yourself as the disease. We all go on social media and we see posts that say, I make lupus look good. Why not say, I'm a champion. Why not say, lupus does not define who I am. Think about that. I want you to think about something. Do you think we need to focus on healing rather than our objective be on a cure? Hmm. We shouldn't um, give up hope that the body can do amazing things, but should focus our energy on the act of healing in a broader sense. Being cured would, to most people, suggest that all symptoms disappear. But oh no, 
a cure would indicate that a person is now in ease rather than in dis-ease. But the first step in being healed is understanding that something is amiss, delving deeper into what brought about a particular ailment would naturally follow. Then finally, seeking how to change that pattern so it will bring peace and balance back into your life is the last step. Being healed does not mean that all symptoms disappear, but only that you recognize that there are reasons for the suffering and you seek relief. You know, pain is our body's language. It is its way of communicating with us about how we are honoring ourselves. Every experience we have from birth to the present becomes a part of who we are. How we deal or choose not to deal with each drama and trauma in our lives can surface several years later as an illness. We are given the choice of confronting our issues or burying our heads in the sand and ignoring dis-ease. Healing occurs when the looking or cure, journey becomes one where the person learns to embrace the hurdles and mishaps. They stumble across along with the wonderful teachings they represent. I have some breaking news for you. Reported by MedPage today, September the 18th, 2019. Zantec generic pull from markets worldwide. One manufacturer of generic ravenidine, better known as Zantec, Norvatus Sandos unit, has reportedly decided to halt distribution of the anti-acid drug until a contamination issue is resolved. Last week, the FDA said some lots of ranitidine, a histamine H2 inhibitor, were found to contain small amounts of NDMA, considered to be a human carcinogen. NDMA is a member of the nitrosamine family of chemicals also found to have contaminated some angiotensin receptor blocker drugs, sparking an uproar that still hasn't died down. If you are on this drug, contact your physician to seek other alternative treatments. 
the author of Positive Energy 24-7 and his latest book, It Was Destined, Urban Legend. He's Detroit's own author, Henry Long. To purchase an autographed copy of his book and to purchase his e-book, go to writepath247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H-247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at writepath247. Motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and creator of Right Side of 50, Life Lessons with Sheila Smith. To book her for your next empowerment conference, contact her at rightside50 at gmail.com or call 404 447 for your wellness team. Keep in mind that in almost all cases, you are the coach of your wellness team. You will need to make sure that the various practitioners communicate with each other and are aware of the elements of your treatment. To that end, here are a few helpful and tips. Have all your practitioners periodically summarize your status in a brief report and give you a copy. If you remember in previous episodes, I have stated that it is important that you have a set copy of your medical records. In case anything happens, it is important for family to know also. So you will have that at hand. Always make sure that each practitioner has a current list of your prescription drugs, nutritional supplements, and alternative treatments. 
you know, since everything has gone EMR, which means electronic medical records, you would think that the information that one doctor puts down would automatically transfer over to the next. But in some cases, it doesn't work like that. You would have to be on the same network system to see that information from that particular doctor. If there is a disagreement among practitioners regarding your recommendations, encourage them to speak with each other. Ideally, with you as a part of the discussion whenever possible. Three-way calling is useful for these sorts of discussions. Above all, remember that practitioners are a part of your team. If you leave a visit with a doctor or practitioner feeling demoralized, ill-informed, or hopeless, this is a clear sign that it's time to seek out another practitioner. Never be scared to seek out others. Dealing with the illness such as lupus, you will go through many, and I mean many, of doctors. We all do, and we all have done this. On the other hand, if visits to your practitioner leave you feeling calmer, more confident, and better able to face the challenges of your health condition, this is a positive sign that you have found a caring, talented practitioner worth keeping on your team. Now the next stage and the final stage, investigate and choose your conventional and alternative options. With the assistance and the direction of your practitioners plus books and credible website information as well as support group input, you need to develop a plan that includes the various approaches you will use to treat your condition. Keep in mind that over time, this mix of treatments and approaches will change in response to your health condition and improvements. Your plan can include the following categories. Conventional treatments and drugs, diet, nutritional approaches, supplements, herbal remedies, alternative treatments, such as acupuncture, exercise, yoga, tai chi, biking, or even on the treadmill, relaxation, response, spirituality, mind and body, prayer meditation, breathing, guided imagery, healing therapies, on the My Story Living with Lupus website, 
I will put up a plan for you. And all you have to do is just fill it in. Each person's plan will be different. And as stated, will change from time to time. You are worth it. Hey, it's time for me to go. But don't forget over the weekend, go by the My Story Living with Lupus.com website to pick your copy up of the Autoimmune Repair Plan. Coming up tomorrow, Friday, it's Motivational Speaker, Entrepreneur, Life Lesson. I'm talking about Sheila Smith. She'll be giving you another real talk life lessons. So be sure to tune in this Friday. Well, I pray that you have a most peaceful weekend and an enjoyable weekend. I'll see you next week for another episode of my story, Living with Lupin. I'm Susan Hendricks. The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, You agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. with Sheila from Right Side of 50. I'm just going to jump right in this evening, ladies and gentlemen, and I want you all to first know that I am taping this conversation right here in my kitchen. I told myself that I'm going to make time for you guys today, no matter what it was that I was doing. So you may hear some noise in the background, but guess what? I want you all to feel like you're sitting right here with me because this Life Lessons is about getting to know each other and becoming one with each other. I want you all to become comfortable with me as we go on this journey together, okay? So today's lesson is going to be about making yourself happy. When is the last time you've ever really done something for yourself? And I don't mean just go out and get your nails done, get your toes done, um, have a few drinks, or spend some time with some friends. I mean, 
When is the last time you have put into yourself and made yourself happy? Okay, my lesson with this today is I was driving home today and I was steady talking to someone and I just kept saying, I haven't been on a vacation this year. I don't feel right. I feel tired. I feel slighted. I feel like I'm putting so much energy into everything else. But what have I done for myself? See, I get my joy and my pleasure by putting my energy into everyone else. But sometimes I realize I have to take time for myself. But with saying that, I had to step back and realize what I had put a lot of time and energy into. And it was something grand for myself. Okay, the reason why I didn't take a vacation this summer is because I purchased a new home. And that's not to brag or to boast because that's something, and I want you all to listen, we all need to own something, okay? I don't have the biggest, grandest house. I don't have the four acres and a mule, but what I have, guess what? It's mine. And I had to stop and realize, Sheila, you didn't have the vacation because Sheila, you were building a foundation for yourself to make yourself happy. So what I did was I was already putting into myself, but I was so busy being selfish with not being able to go walk on a beach or go stay at a resort, go to an island or go on a cruise like my kids want me to do. Why? Because I was building a foundation for myself, which I get to enjoy each and every day when I either put that key in the door to come in or when I take the key out and I lock it. See, at, point, at times, we don't realize when we're investing in ourselves, we have to take away or step back from something. It's a give or take situation. So, do I take a vacation and that only lasts for a few weeks? The memories of it dwindle, the memories fade. Yes, I still have pictures of it, but am I still there? Or do I take that vacation money and invest it in a home that I know that I'm going to have for the rest of my life? Which is giving me something to pass down to my children, to my grandchildren, and to their children. Once we get in that mindset of being able to leave a legacy, to be able to leave something behind, we won't mind sacrificing. That's the one thing that we're scared of doing is sacrificing. Okay? You have to step outside that box. Step outside your bubble. Step outside that comfort zone and make yourself open and make yourself real and truly make yourself happy. I can come home every day now and know that, yes, 
I put in those eight hours for someone else. But guess what? That someone else has built their empire. And by me working eight hours for them, I'm continuing to add on to their happiness. So if I don't take time after working my eight hours and building into myself, then what am I believing within myself? How much do I believe that I can have my home to grow or I can have right side of 50 grow? or I can have life lessons grow if I don't put time or make time. So I sacrifice from preparing a dinner by myself, which I'm still doing, but I'm making way to share time. It's called time management. And guess what? Just as important as I am to myself, you guys are important to me also. And I know a deadline that I have to reach and a deadline that I have to meet. And meeting a deadline for you guys is very important to me. Okay, that's a life lesson. You learn how to separate and how to focus on what is important. Because being able to encourage someone and lift them up, that makes me happy. That makes me happy, knowing that I helped someone along the way. I put the simple post up on Instagram today on how I was feeling when I was driving home. And if you guys aren't following me yet on Instagram, please do so. You'll find me on the right side of 5 on Instagram. You'll get to see my latest post where I spoke about what I'm just speaking to you guys about this evening. And one person chimed in and said that that is so her. We have to stop being selfish with ourselves. We have to learn how to make ourselves happy. Because guess what? If you're not happy, how can you make someone else happy? If I'm not happy, how can I speak to you guys? And how can I make y'all happy? Self comes first. It's not a selfless act. It's not an act of I'm putting myself first. It's an act of being well-rounded and knowing how to spread your time. Once again, time management. So I make time to make myself happy. I come home to my empty nest. I'm an empty nester, and I enjoy every minute of it. And I hope some of you out there can understand what I'm talking about when I say empty nester. My kids are grown, and they make me proud every day. I have three grandchildren who I love to death, and I do everything in the world that I can for them. Those are the things that we have to look forward to. Those are the reasons why you press so hard. Those are the reasons why you think of ownership. Home ownership. This all still ties in with being happy within yourself. Okay? Like I said, I was just coming on here. I wanted to make this time for you all. And I did. I hope that you enjoyed this segment. 
The segment is make time for yourselves to be happy, guys. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, make yourselves happy. We only have one life to live. Live it to the fullest. Like I said, it can be the simplest thing. No one has to understand because you are self and self is you. So what makes you happy may not make the next person happy. But when you're focusing on yourself, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Please yourself before you can please someone else. That's a lesson to put out there. Please yourself before you can please someone else. That's going to be your homework until the next time I speak to you guys. I want everyone to do something to make themselves happy. I want everyone to come out of their circle, come out of their bubble. Do something that you wouldn't normally do to make yourself happy. Here's my email address because I want to know what it is that you've done because I'm going to bring it back to you. My email address is rightside50 at gmail.com. I want to interact with you guys, okay? Because I said, pleasing you all, reaching out, being able to uplift, that's my joy. That is my joy. So email me. I don't care if it's a picture. I don't care if it's a few sentences. Email me and let me know what you guys did to make yourselves happy. Okay? That is your homework for the next few weeks. Okay? I thank you all for tuning in. It's been a pleasure as always. Once again, this has been Sheila E. with Life Lessons. My website is rightsideof50.com. All social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are all rightsideof50.com. The email address is a little different. It's rightside50 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you all. There will be a tea in conversation, a small brunch we're having next month, October the 27th. To all of my Georgia or Atlanta listeners, if you are interested in coming, please email me and I will send you the information in regards to the location and the time. I would love to see a few of you out there. It would be great to have someone walk in and say, I'm a listener from from Life Lessons. That would be awesome. Once again, guys, it's been a pleasure. I hope that I leave you something to grow on. And remember, make yourselves happy. This has been Life Lessons by Sheila E. Be blessed.